What up, what up, what up everyone? Welcome to episode 8 of Combo's Court, and I am Combo. Today's episode is being brought to you by Body Armor. Big shout out to the Combo's Court family. The continued support is nothing short of amazing. Today's show, LJ is back in the building. Great episode. I think you are really going to enjoy it. You know you can follow me on Instagram at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Follow LJ on IG at LJ underscore 55. Please don't forget to leave a comment and a five-star rating right on iTunes. Let's get into it. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Wanna slice. Got to roll the dice, that's why All my life, I've been grinding all my life Look, All my life, been grinding all my life Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price Wanna slice, got to roll the dice, that's why Decommitted, okay So yeah, man, we got to check out that high school game Friday, good stuff What was the name of the game, LJ? Yeah, it was the Dick Sporting's Good National Tournament I think teams were competing to be the best Or have the bragging rights to be the best basketball team in the country so we saw a couple players that um i think are worth mentioning we got to see bowl bowl play yeah um my thoughts on bowl bowl are defensively it's ironic that i'm starting out on the defensive side he changes shots that's for sure um he blocks shots he changes shots he's a force on the defensive side and you can't take that away from him offensively he's patient He's controlled. He has a lot of poise for his age. You know what I mean? How old is he? If I'm not mistaken, I think he's 18. I, I could be mistaken just because all these kids are always so old. But hold on one second. He's 18. He is 18. He's 18, so he's old. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, he's very poised on the, in the mid post and in the black, and he has great touch, and he can finish. Uh, the, the, the thing I did see about him, though, is that – he seems to have a low motor. Maybe it was just one game, and I know he missed the McDonald's game, so maybe he was upset about that. Who knows what was going on through his head, but his energy seemed a little low and his motor seemed a little low. That was my only concerns, really, about him. I mean, he has a lot of potential. He's 7-2. No, most definitely, definitely. He has all the intangible tools to be a great player, um, just in case people don't know. Manute Bowl was his father, so he comes back from a basketball background. I'm pretty sure he has all the right people around him helping him get and maximize his potential to be the best player that he can be. Obviously, he did have a low motor. It's hard to to bring that same energy and intensity, you know, back to back to back. I think they had already played two games. He was away from home. That's not even making an excuse, but I think that's a big thing that a lot of kids don't realize is a big part of the game, is the motor. That's why at the high school level, it's easy for any team to beat any other team, even if they're better than him because of that motor. You have to bring it consistently. Yeah, I know we always go back and forth on uh, what, what you're born with and what you can work on. So do you think that's something that can improve in a player? Yeah, it's a, it's a like combination him. of things. You know, some, some coaches have the ability to bring it out of certain players. Some players are just naturally have it. Other players... You know, it comes in spurts. Other players, they they learn to to build it, you know, and or it takes a special situation for them to realize that they have to bring it. So he'll be just fine. His father was a, 
I was always intrigued with him when I was really young. He was playing when I was really young, man. He was seven, six, shot a weird three point shot. Like he, he cocked it from the side of his head, like by his ear. And he was actually a talented player for seven, six. Like he could, he could run the floor. He changed shots just like his son. And he was really intriguing player. So it, it's cool to see things, um, come full circle. Rest in peace, Manu Bowl. The next kid I saw, which is to me seems like a finished product. I think he's an NBA player already. RJ Barrett, do commit. Really six seven, athletic, gets the shot off when he wants, smart, poised, and plays with a lot of energy. And he just seems NBA ready right now to me. I think he has all the intangibles of the NBA game. The only way to really know if he'll be NBA ready is to see him play in the NBA. A lot of guys who have been NBA ready before, um, feel free to 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 chime in. Have have haven't showed their full potential and were dominant at the high school and the college level. But it's something about the speed of the game of the NBA and the physicality, thinking about it, 82 games, which which makes it difficult for people to be consistent across the board once they get there. So right, right. And, and, I mean, and he'll get there, but we'll just have to wait and see once he's there. How he how he pans out, right? And you were saying, um, which I was impressed by the level of that game. I mean, high school now is almost a pro level at at that level because those were those are the top two schools, correct? Those are they're one of they're probably top five, probably top gotcha. five. You know, on any given night, they had a lot a lot of talent in that tournament, anywhere from a Michigan commit to a Gonzaga commit, UCLA commit, Duke, you know, Oregon. I think Bobo's Ball going to Oregon, if I'm not mistaken. So that was high-level basketball. That wasn't indicative of what we see while we're in the city, guys, talking about they're going to prep to try to get into school, you know? Yeah, this, this was definitely a different level. Basically, that's my point. He looked like a man amongst boys that day, at least. He, he was the best player on the court by far from what I saw Barrett, in that game. Barrett, ba- Barrett for sure. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, so, it's, uh, it's a, it's a, it's good to see basketball at that level. It would be great for any player in high school to watch that level of play and use that as a benchmark on how hard they think they're working and what their dreams and goals are. I think this would be a good indicator for to help someone assess where they are and how much harder they have to work, as well as an indicator for coaches to put their players in the best position possible to be successful when helping them with their future basketball endeavors as far as the level of play that they might see their players playing. Because I feel like a lot of people, especially players, have a false reality of where they belong and we talk about it all the time just because you kill someone who is a high prospect or at a high level doesn't mean you can literally play at that level it just means you got the best of that player that day but you might not have the consistency and the intangibles to be an elite player and i don't think people really understand that especially in street ball you know you get guys in the nba who come play in these street ball tournaments and you get a guy who has a good game, has a 30 ball, you know, he can dribble, he can make shots. And and he's going back to the town talking about, I could play in the league. But we all know that's not true. I agree with you 100%. But now let's, I just want to talk a little bit about a player that we didn't see. I got to see him play on ESPN. And 
I'm pretty sure everybody listening to this has seen highlights of him. Zion Williamson. I mean, obviously he's a freak athlete and not just from the dunks. It's like, you know, he could run the floor. He could change speeds. He's obviously strong. You could tell. I'm not sure about lateral movement yet. I I don't, I didn't get to really see him switch out on any like guards. What struck me is that he makes the right basketball play. He has good vision, makes the right pass, doesn't force. He could probably score even more than he does, but he doesn't force. He gets his teammates involved. And I thought that was impressive. No, definitely, definitely. It's there's a few types of players that uh, you can see potential in when when I think a coach is recruiting. You have raw ability, you have uh, prospective talent, like someone who has a high ceiling, and then you have people who know the game and play with poise and kind of fit a role at any given time. And he's kind of one of those players. Yeah, he has a, a ceiling still and he plays with poise, but he can easily hit or miss, but you can tell he has a good feel for the game and can definitely make money playing somewhere at some point, if that's what he chooses to do. Yeah. One thing he has to work on is his jump shot, obviously, especially in today's NBA. I think he's going to be, is he six, seven? Who? Zion. I think so. Six, seven, six, eight. As we know, a jump shot is something that you could develop, you know, uh, like the fact that we agree on that. You probably can't teach feel for the game or it's kind of hard to acquire. We do know that he could improve his jump shot. So that puts him at a good place. No, definitely. Definitely. I think what people don't realize is when developing a jump shot, you have to consider when and how. And what I mean by that is when you're going to take your shots and how you're going to take your shots and the style of play. I think he, I, I think he has that part down though. Actually. I don't know that. He, I think, I don't know that he does because the end of the road isn't high school and it's not college. It's the NBA. So when and how yeah. he's going to get his shots in the NBA are completely different than when and how he's getting them in high school, obviously and going to be completely different when he gets to college. And by the time he gets to the NBA, he'll have to reevaluate that when and how so that he can be the best player he needs to be to be able to compete at that level. Because I'm pretty sure at this stage in the game, he's getting any shot he wants, however he wants to. And when he gets to college, he's going to have to do it in a system where the coaches feel are best for him as well as for the team. And by the time he gets to the NBA, he'll have a lot of flexibility with more of an open court, better point guards who were able to find him and put him in the position to be able to take the shots that they think he's comfortable taking, you know? Right. And I do have to say that game on ESPN, the team he was playing against was a lower level than that game we saw on Friday. So, it's even harder to tell. Um, I think when he gets to Duke, we'll have a better understanding how he'll get a shot off. Obviously, it's not the NBA, but it's a higher level than he's playing definitely, at now. Definitely. Yeah, man. So um, there was a Cincinnati commit named Darius Baisley. He decided to jump to the D-League. And I'll speak on why I think it's a good idea because he'll be all in in basketball. He won't have to go to class. He won't have to study. Um. Or just be focused on basketball. And if he's one of those kids that like 
that enjoys the process, enjoys getting better and improving every day, I think it could be a good decision and maybe it'll start a trend. I think it could start a trend, but we also have to look at it from a realistic standpoint. I never want someone to look at something from that standpoint because it almost seems like you're closing the door on their dreams, but we kind of have to look at it as how many people are going to the NBA and are the people who are letting people into the NBA and making decisions based on their ability going to use that as a benchmark to help him get in or as a way to overlook him, you know? So if I'm a GM and I would have liked to see him right. in college develop, if he does well in the G League, does that drop his stock? I don't know. I'm, I'm not in the in the front offices. Yeah. If he does well, it, if he does well in, in the, the G sense, League, why would it drop In the his sense stock? that some of those guys might have wanted to see him compete against other guys in the NCAA under certain circumstances, you know? Really? I mean, the D League is a higher level than than the NCAA. No, this is this is true, but it just makes sense that a lot of people, I think, at times aren't open minded. They just have in mind what they wanted, and that's kind of what they see. So, if they had in mind they wanted to see him compete and possibly see him play for a specific coach and see him under the pressure of NCAA tournament, well, that opportunity doesn't present himself presents itself. While he's in the G League, he just puts up his numbers and 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 does his thing. It might drop his stock from a top five pick to a top ten pick, you know. But I could be wrong. This is just my personal opinion on how, in the past, overseas players have been at times better than current college players, but because they haven't been seen in certain likes their stock has dropped. And obviously we've seen that a lot of overseas players can compete and are sometimes better than we think. And sometimes they drop the ball, these GMs, and they're worse than we think. So Right. Even in the case of um, – even if – I mean, in the NBA right now, they're drafting off potential. Uh, Combo Squad podcast, uh, Sean talked about this, how there's a lot more players – the decision makers in the league feel have potential on NBA rosters, you know? Yeah. Um, so with Brandon Jennings, when he went overseas, it really didn't. It didn't matter what his numbers were. They were drafting him because they thought he was going to be a good NBA player, and that didn't affect his draft status, even though he didn't put up crazy numbers. Maybe this kid Darius Baisley is a pioneer. Maybe it will hurt him, but maybe for the next group of kids to make that leap from the high school and into the G League, it could be beneficial for them after this. Yeah, it's 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 all in the hands of the decision makers. As I said before, we see uh, Mr. Ball is, is overseas trying to create a lane for his children as well as the future prospects to come. This could also be another lane or option, but it all goes back to the decision makers and how they view everything that's going on. It, there's actually no right or wrong but it's only what they say is right or wrong. And it, that might sound weird. Like, what does he mean? There's no right or wrong, but it's only what they say right or wrong. It's like your parents, you know? You got parents, some parents a little bit less strict, a lot of other parents a little bit more strict. There's no right or wrong to parent. 
It only matters what your parent, specific parent thinks. And in this case, it only matters what the decision makers say is right or wrong. Because at the end of the day, if he goes to the G League and does well, that would have been a great decision. And everybody will say, that's a great decision. I'm happy you did that, man. Like, that was great. But if he doesn't make it to the NBA, people will say, why didn't he go to school? Why didn't he get an education? So, Right. I mean, I mean, hindsight is always twenty twenty. So, um, And one last thing, he'll be playing with NBA rules, which I think is great to be able to judge a player playing under the rules of their league. You know, a friend of mine actually told me yesterday, why don't they just make the rules the same in the NBA, in the NBA in college? Like, why would that be a problem? I think the only problem that it presents is that, from my understanding, the NBA is based on the show. So Right, 100%. It's entertainment. So the rules accommodate the show. I think you take away that aspect of the NCAA that it's hard-nosed basketball. It's foundation. You're taking away foundation. And creating parallels amongst the NBA, and then it trickles down into high school and then into the development process of every player who one day aspires to be in the NBA. You take away exactly that foundation, that that ability to do and know everything that's right as opposed to set up the entertainment portion of it. And maybe that's what we're heading toward. Who knows? Uh, Is that a bad thing? At the end of the day, there's no right or wrong. It just depends who the decision makers say is right or wrong, you know? Right. I mean, I wouldn't mind it. Like, Like, as I said, you allow a third grader, you know, to get two and a half steps, three steps on a fast break, you know, because it might lead to a, a bucket because it makes sense for the score at the end of a third grade game to be 45, 42 instead of 25, 32. Who knows? Uh, Yeah. As I said on combos court last episode with Mike episode seven, listen to it. If you haven't that I like the current style of the NBA, I wouldn't mind seeing that style in basketball. Me personally. I mean, I know it's hard to duplicate at a youth level because I think talent level is totally different. I think the only thing that it takes away from it is that foundation portion, which allows all players to compete at some level. If you turn it into that entertainment aspect and create that NBA feel to it, the best players will dominate and it will turn off a lot of the kids who need more time to develop. Or it'll force them to step their games up, you know? Either way, it'll have a lasting effect on everybody involved, especially the players. I think I think I think it'll be the latter because in America No, we're of course, of course. You know, our parents our, our, pa- our parents are competitive, the kids of are competitive. Course, of course, but I don't I'd also that. like to see little Timmy, you know not quit basketball after the third grade and maybe after sophomore year in high school, you know? <laughs> hey man, that, 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 that's a Timmy thing though. That's, that's something that comes from within. But still like if he's going to, if he's going to quit, if he's not going to try and prove himself so he could play at that level, even if it doesn't happen right away for him, that's a Timmy problem and not a basketball problem. That's my, that's my opinion. So it's an it's an opinion, but just something to consider, because it, 
AAU is similar, you. you know, AAU, some guys, it, it, it it's dominated by the players who are capable of doing a little bit of everything as opposed to showcasing some of the other talents that are role players or a little bit one dimensional that right. kind of incorporate that. I said Say it, that it, again. Show, Say it that showcases again. the Go players play. who are able to do a little bit of everything, dribble, finish, shoot, as opposed to the players who fit a role or or are one dimensional. So it might turn those kids off or cause them to, to fall under the radar and create opportunities for more players who are jacks of all trades. That's just me looking into the future. I like to dissect things a little bit more and kind of look past the, the actual imminent problem and say, you know what, two steps ahead, three steps ahead, how does this affect any player that falls under this new style of play? You know, because you, when you're younger, you realize that the big men don't touch the ball at the lower level. And if they do, they're usually the big men that can dribble. Now, if you are this player... Right. Maybe that, I mean... Maybe that's a product. Maybe the NBA is the product of youth players realizing that they have to be able to handle the ball to yeah. get their reps in in games. Yeah, I'd love to see it. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe they test it out. They give it a maybe create a league or or change up the rules a little bit where they kind of blitz the youth and the the middle school and high school level and 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 the college level and kind of play NBA style of play and see where it goes and and see how see how it affects the game. The worst thing they the worst thing they could do is change it back and say they made a mistake. In the NIT we, we could have tried the NBA rules yeah. instead of the Euro rules, you know, see what happened. There it is, episode 8. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. It would mean the world to me if you left the five-star rating and a comment right on iTunes. Be on the lookout for episode nine. Combo out.